All right, hello and welcome to another episode of the Gives a Spell podcast. My name is Zach, I'm your host. Uh, this episode we're talking all things Sydney racing and news around the thoroughbred industry. If you don't follow us already, follow us on Instagram, give us a spell pod. You know, you'll find us on there, wherever where else, but predominantly on Instagram. Uh, we'll also release a Melbourne podcast plus uh, a little preview for the Rugby League this weekend, plus all other sports that are happening, AFL Grand Final, a bit of UFC, a bit of Union, it's all happening. So this episode, though, we're talking all things uh, Rose Hill, which we're back there. No more Kembla. Welcome in the boys. Tom, how are you? Yeah, good mate. Um, yeah, back to Rose Hill, Golden Rose, uh, big weekend of sport and everything. So um, we've got Friday night, Group One racing. We've got um, spring really kicking off. Some massive races. I think um, a lot of a lot of the Rose Hill races. There are some really deep fields and some great um, some great horses. I reckon we're going to see some real champions sort of um, bring themselves out for the spring. I I think it's going to be great for today. Coey, how are you? Good boys, uh, yeah, it's all, you know, coming closer to grand final, whether it's sports, whether it's racing, it's just a good time, and I mean, Sydney turned it up today with the fucking weather, didn't it, boys? So, mm-hmm. we're, getting, we're getting close, we're getting close. I want to talk um, a couple of races from last weekend, we're going to go straight into it, so this, this is what we're talking about, uh, we ran at um, Ramwick last weekend, just a couple of winners, I'm not going to go through every single race, but I want to touch on one of them, um, Firstly, and that's a tissue. Tom, you you say pretty bullish on this. I jumped off. I was pretty keen on Private Eye. Um, Timmy Clark, Chris Waller, decent combo. Coming off a win, I think, three starts back, then came back in fourth, where I think everyone on the planet was on. But comes back, redeemed itself here. Yeah, mate. Uh, even a few people sort of potting it against the other Kiwi, like um, had proven itself in... Um, Am- Amaralina had proven itself in some bigger races overseas, but... I don't think a lot of people were thinking with the tissue, just the rise it was on. Like every sort of question mark about a tissue, it sort of kept coming back and answering where there are a couple of doubts, especially with the short backup of Private Eye, which I thought it was a bit of a harder run than you thought. Um, the start at Kembler as well. So I just want to be on a nice lightweight in the tissue. And I think it goes to an Epsom now and can ride at a really low weight. So I think it's a definite chance. Don't get me wrong, Private Eye could easily come out and win the Epsom as well. But um, I, th- I thought it was a good little battle, and we'll, we'll definitely see that battle again. Um, to the George Main, so this is one where I was sweating hard on Rio Dini to run a place. You're welcome, Tom. You jumped on that. Coe didn't jump on. But um, very elegant winning the, her ninth Group 1. Look, she was really tough. I think Rio Dini, to be honest, was fantastic. Led the whole way, got run down in the last, whatever, 150 metres or whatever, to lose by less than a length. Um, we think it over there pretty close as well. But, Coe, what did you make her very elegant and Rio Dini? It was a huge, huge race, really, wasn't it? Like, I think all eyes were on very elegant. Start Foremost, uh, good, great bet. Great bet, Tunis. Um, But uh, I guess Riadino just did everything right. I think it was more so the steer. And I think a lot of the jockeys later in the piece said that, you know, that slushy rain that's coming down. And a lot of the horses, the wheels were spinning coming into the home turn. So I think Riadini, I think, who was on board? Rachie King, was it? Rachel King, um, yeah. Yeah, I think she did everything right, essentially. I think she gave the horse a chance, didn't cop any traffic, 
gave it 110% more or less. So, I mean, great effort by that horse. But saying that, I mean, very elegant, proper champion. Um, I think a lot of people were popping it, uh, potting it, much like ourselves. I thought we were, it was just too short um, in terms of price. And I more or less just sat and watched. I didn't even have a bet in that race, mm. which is weird for me. But, um, yeah, it just shows how tough that horse is. Like, genuinely, group nine, uh, five, uh, nine group, group ones, I mean, this is properly a champion now. And, I mean, I'll be curious to see which way it goes into the later in the spring. Um, yeah, the, money, the money late Scott, for Very Elegant was insane. So they were praying pretty, pretty like, even was staying pretty firm and then Think It Over was still sticking around the $4, but that last half an hour, money just piled in for Very Elegant. I think as soon as they uh, the pundits saw the, you know, the heavens start pouring rain, I mean... Genuinely likes the give out of the ground, very elegant. So I think that's, I can see why the punters jumped on it. I think two bucks for a a track downgrade. I think there was two or maybe even three downgrades. I I see every merit in that to just back that two bucks and back it till the cows come home. And sure enough, she did everything right. Yeah, she ran it tough, sat essentially essentially be uh, like in front of the second peloton Rio Dini was off and gone and then she was in front of the the remainder of the horses and yeah she just ran on she's so strong yeah. she's so tough um, and bullish James James as well really hugged that rail getting past Rio Dini where we saw early on as well that a lot of the um a lot of the favorites were leading and winning and he he found the best part of the track for her as well and just flew and um, yep. you can see what a champion she is in that in that finishing speed as well. But uh, interesting to hear Waller talk about her as well. Nine group ones now. People sort of before this prep were saying, is she a champion? She's won a few races. She's she's been okay. But nine group one wins, nine different group ones. Yeah, you can't argue. She's proven herself from 1,400 to, what, 2,400, I think. So... Can't argue now. Nine group ones and nine different group ones as well. Um, and she could take on Zaki in a cock fight, which is very mouthful. It's a great, um, it's a great resume. Um, the other one is the short. So people, people like nicknamed it the Mini Everest. So this was really interesting, right? So Nature Strip obviously jumped the really short favourite with Eduardo winning. So beautiful ride from Nash who rode, rode four for the day. Gitra was pretty unlucky. Look, if that if that if the gap opened for it would have been good. Rothfire ran all right. Um, the disappointing one, lost and running. Um, yeah, wheels are spinning, like Tom said, when it was coming into the turn, actually got you know, it came last, and that's the the tab slot for the Everest. Um, beaten by handle the truth. So I don't even know where to go here. Like Tommy, were you expecting Eduardo to get the chocolates? No, not at all. I didn't even have it in the quaddy, to be honest. So um, I felt the burn there a bit. But obviously Joe uh, was priming it first up because he wanted it in the Everest and it wasn't until a week before it actually got a slot. So it was ready to go. Um, but he every time he faces Nature Strip, he almost gets the better of him. Um, we saw in the Everest last year, he put him off his game and – a few other a few other times he goes really well against um, Nature Strip. Eduardo was really good. I thought Gitra was so unlucky. Uh, it's sure almost sickening yeah. if you're on Gitra. I had I did have it in the quaddy and um, I I thought it ran really well. Even Rothfire um, first up running over a year really well. Last Crusader on the leaders bias track actually that run was 
pretty huge and, as you said, handle the truth, beating loss and running home. Um, Huey sort of made some comments as well, saying that uh, it just was never in it and the wet track didn't help as well. So, look, I'm I'm willing to forgive loss and running. I wouldn't be throwing away the tickets yet. In fact, having a little 21, uh, about at $21, I'm, I'm not as um, guarded as probably a lot of people at TAB are. I, I still think it needed the run and I th- it will definitely improve from there. I, w- I wouldn't be... Um, wouldn't be hitting the panic stations, yeah. Coey, I'll go to you with this. So, with the Everest, right, Nature Strip is still the favourite. The confirmed runners, Nature Strip, Classique Legend, Eduardo, Mars Crusader, G-Tri, Rothfire, and Lost and Running. So, I think that's about seven. So, there's five more slots to pick up. Does any Can anything beat the anything that's already nommed? Like, can, is, there a, is, there a, is there a smoky out there that's going to get picked up by one of these um, slot holders that can beat the Nature Strips, Eduardo's, Classique's? Genuinely, I, I like to think not, but I mean, um, we've seen it with yes, yes, yes. I think the key to the unfound X factor that hasn't been selected, I think, is going to be a three year old. Um, they're going to be down on weight, and that that's going to be the advantage going into it. Uh, whether we will see anything else win it, I personally don't think so. Um, I think the Eduardo Nature Strip battle, much like we saw in the Concord, is going to match exactly like the TJ Smith par in the autumn. I think I think the challenge stakes Eduardo won and beat Nature Strip in the. I think it was the second up run for both of them. Um, I just see the same scenario again, and I just think that the whatever the price is, I think Nature Strip is what four bucks or something, give or take. I think that's just where you stick your. I think you stick your two cents there. I mean, nothing to take away from uh, Geetra. I think, by all means, I think Geetra should have won that race if it wasn't uh, boxed in so heavily. I think there was a little window where he could have been bullish and trying to squeeze through, but I mean, racing is such a fickle thing, and you know, like, there's no point looking back at that. Uh, I think it, the horses come back obviously really well. Uh, it's promising. I definitely would consider having a couple more quid on it rather than, I mean, Mask Crusader was strong late, but I just don't know. I think the deteriorating track is where the forgive is, I think. Um, I'm sure it's going to have another run, whether it's the Premier, I'm not sure, but it'll have probably one more run before the Everest. So, yeah, I'll be, look, I'll be keeping a close eye on that race because that'll probably show who's come off better after the first really tough run in the mini Everest and who could push forward and be put their hand up in the Everest in the big dance. So, yeah, it's going to be interesting, but Nature Strip for mine at the moment. Nature Strip for me too. I think um, I think we we don't take too much out of the shorts, but, Tommy, you're not Nature Strip. Not in your I, top I just, three. I don't, I don't know how, like, if, if I had, were to have a bet now off that race, um, how you wouldn't go Eduardo at $7, Mars Crusader at $7, G-Tri at $8, Rothfire at $9, um, or something else rather than Nature Strip at four fifty. dollars I'd, I'd rather back Eduardo than Nature Strip for one, but I, I still think Mars Crusader is still uh, massive. Uh, Joe Pride said after the run, um, Mars Crusader is the one to worry about. Les Bridge, I think, also said Mars Crusader. I'd, I'd rather be on Classic Legend and a, a few of these other runners you know, rather than Nature Strip at 450. 
He's a proven he's a proven TJ winner, but he uh, is not a proven Everest runner at all. Um, he's struggled in Everest in the last few years. I'd much rather be on something else at the moment. Okay. But tell me, what's the difference between an Everest and a TJ? That's uh, the time of year, Coey, and nature's you street, really, I don't know. Yeah, oh, it, right. it has massive effect. He's won what two, yeah. three TJs and no Everest. He, it's it's for more money. It's a bigger event, and um, I think we get better sprinters now as well. And Classic Legend on its day can beat anyone. I think if Libertini goes in fresh and we're on a good track, it's it's a massive chance of beating um, a lot of these runners. So. I'd, I'd much rather be specking a lot of other horses rather than Nature's River 450. All right, heard it there. Um, before we go into the field or the, the meeting at Rose Hill, we'll have one quick look at the Moya, um, which is Mooney Valley Friday night. Um, Profiteer is the fave, 390. That's for Mick Price and John McNeil. Uh, the Inferno's there as well, coming off a pretty good win uh, last night at the Valley. Five bucks. Wild Ruler is there. Everyone knows September Run. That's a little drift to 850. And your Ballistic Lover. And look, everyone knows Trekking as well. Godolphin Runner. Uh, that's going to be second up this prep. Uh, ran third the other week to Nature Strip. But. Uh, go with you, Thomas. Have you had a look at the Moyer? Yeah, I, yeah, it's a bit tough. Like, um, there's a couple of horses definitely um, coming in fresh, a few different forms we, uh, we haven't seen, and even some runners that haven't been up to this grade yet. So it, it, it's pretty hard. And the Inferno was really good uh, last start when it, it beat, put away a big um, – a big field tracking. We know what tracking can do, and he he, t- he doesn't do too bad at the valley. I know his record's not that great, but he always places, so he always runs pretty well. I probably want him twelve hundred though. If he's running the valley, it might be a bit too short. Wild ruler um, on his day, I definitely think can put this field away. And same with September run. Um, I I probably be with September run. In this field, I, I just think it's the Group One performer out of them and has a bit has a bit on each of these. But I, something like Ballistic Lover at ten dollars is worth a shout as well. But um, and Profiteer, we haven't seen Profiteer for a while, and um, it, it definitely could um, win a race like this. Who's camp you in, Coe? It's a tough one because I mean, it there is a lot of Group One horses in this field. I think genuinely from. I think one to seven, I think, have all been in a group one race. Um, actually, I lie. Portland Sky definitely hasn't. But regardless of that, I think – no, Portland Sky has. The Inferno, ironically, hasn't because it's come from Singapore. Um, in terms of Tommy's spot on trekking, I think it's too short. I think 1,100. It has won there four times. But I just think that the Mooney Valley 1,100 is a different beast altogether. I genuinely think that just with a tight turn and short straight, so to speak, uh, it's drawn well, but I wouldn't take that. I'd probably be look, looking more towards your yeah, Portland Skies. Um, but, I mean, I, I've always followed this horse. So I'm just going to be having a couple of bucks on a Brooklyn Hustle. I think it does perform and has run at the Valley. I think it just matters. It, the biggest query about this horse is how far back it's going to go. Um, so the likes of September Run and Brooklyn Hustle are going to be right out the back and going to pounce late on the on the uh, the leaders, so to speak. So if I were to say right now, I'm going to be, you know, burning the midnight oil with a little bit of Brooklyn Hustle. But if the leaders sit really, you know, get a comfortable lead, 
not helpful either right, right up the front. Uh, the leaders will probably win this. It, you'll find that at the Valley quite often that, you know, if you get a nice sit and just easy sex, soft sectionals through the, uh, the middle stages, they genuinely kick at the point of the turn, which is only 140 metres from home. So I'd be leaning towards Brooklyn Hustle to have the last say, but if it's, a you know, an easy, cosy day up front, I mean, the leaders will probably take this. All right, that's the Moya. Um, let's go to Rose Hill. This is uh, obviously 10 of the best from Rose Hill on Golden Rose Day. And we have Yee Yee as the favourite. So this is Jay Collett and Waller, but we have J-Mac on our intrigue. Uh, another Waller runner. That's been back 16 to 440 already. Crystal Pegasus is there for Karen McAvoy. Obviously, Chris Waller, he has the top four in the market, which is a bit of a piss take. Um, <laughs> Crystal Pegasus obviously coming off um, a win. couple starts back at Kembla. Achievers there, Casino Mondial, uh, etc. But a little bit of money here for J-Mac and Waller on our intrigue, Tommy. Yeah, um, it's an interesting race, especially uh, um, McDonald on our intrigue, not Yee Yee. I think um, that's always a day to which Waller runner needs putting McDonald on to which way he will be going. But I think Yee Yee was really good um, last start in coming third. It was a bit disappointing um, in a couple of races earlier on this prep, but I, I thought he was pretty good stepping up to a bit further and I, I think you can continue. You might even get a better price if it keeps drifting. But I think um, at that 1,900, I think he is actually looking pretty good. That was a bit of a query. Um, one at odds as well, Bazooka. I thought it was it was pretty good behind Yee Yee as well. I, th- I think that form line's the way to go. In, um, yeah, I'll probably have something on Yee Yee and a little little something on Bazooka as well. Kai? Uh, I'm, I'm in the R intrigue. Ali, I think the form line's spot on, like Tommy just mentioned. I think that Kembla run over the 2000, I'd say one of the winners, the winner for this race will come out of that race. I think our intrigue was second, Yee third, and Bazooka was fourth. Um, Bazooka with the the great ground, I mean, it's it's a great bet, really. Yeah. Overs, I'd say, at 750. I'd imagine that'll firm a little bit. And the fact that it's going to be carrying 54, great. Uh, but yeah, our intrigue. I think the fact that they tried a new strategy on it last week. I think, well, not last week, the last start, should I say? They were really prominent in the run. They were kind of second and first, almost leaderish, which we haven't really seen of this horse. And I don't know if it was just a, you know, we've drawn barrier twelve. Let's let's go and just try and get close to the front, and it magically just found the front. I think and overworked. This time around, it's drawn nine. J-Max sticks. I think it will settle a little bit worse of midfield. What's probably naturally its racing pattern. Um, and I just anticipate that they just, he just runs on. And if he gets the run of the race, kind of a bit, bit worse of midfield, it'll just peel wide on a essentially a, uh, a fair track. It's going to be the fairest track we've seen probably in God knows how long because uh, Rose Hill's been out of commission for so long. So... I'll be sticking with the favourite. Oh, it's not even the favourite, sorry. 440 with our intrigue. Sweet. Uh, race two, the highway. So say you as the favourite, five bucks. But chase my crown for Wilkes and Andrew Adkins, 16 bucks into 750. Um, absolutely smashed. That is um, coming off a run at Newcastle last start. 
Kermatin, 750. Tap and Run, 850. Without Shame, 850. And a little bit of specking for Yulong Base. Uh, Cody Morgan, Josh Parr, that was 16 into 13. But Tommy, this chased my crown. I don't know anything about it. Do you? Yeah, it was one of the sickest beats. Um, you'll see, last start, uh, just couldn't get out. And, yeah, I think it was. I think it definitely would have won if it did get out. So I can understand why the uh, bit of a market move for it. A couple of things I'll say before I give it a bit more of a push is, but uh, my old man's with Sharon McCutter, I think he'll run tomorrow at $4.50 at Nara. I think uh, it, it's more likely to win there. So... Will be scratch, and uh, I got my partner sharing design intent $41 running uh, in the highway as well. Um, it came second in the highway before I um bought it as well with Robbie Dolan on, so um, hasn't shown his best this prep so far. I think they're still getting it fit, but when it does, I reckon it's one that can pop up, and I'll probably back be back in it each way. Year on base is one to watch out for it, um, at $13 as well. Just wasn't suited the run last start, and I think it will improve from it. Anything to add, Coey? I'm on year long base here just for the price factor, really. I mean, I, I really like So Say You, but I don't think it should be favourite drawn 15. I know Brock's been riding the house down, but yeah, just drawn the absolute car park. It, the five bucks, the favourite, I just can't take that. Um, Yearlong Base actually has a little bit of upside at least. I think just the fact that track track and distance, it's got a – I mean, sorry, track record. It's run at Rose Hill is a big tick. Um, last start was definitely a forgive. It drew the car park on that day and it had no choice but to settle back. Um, it likes to be a little bit more forward, this horse. It likes to sit kind of a little bit off the speed, probably running, you know, fifth, sixth, seventh, that mid midfield pack. Um this time around, it's drawn six with Joshy Parr booked. I just imagine that it's going to be a little bit more positive. And just the fact that it's probably the most experienced runner in this race. Um, this is such a weird little highway because not many of them actually come down the highway. A lot of them have just stayed within provincial or respectable to their regions. So it's it's a hard one to gauge on, but just purely from experience and Forgiving that last start, I think Yulong Base is an over at thirteen dollars. I'm yeah, I'll take a little bit of that. Thank you. All right, race number three is the Midway. Um, these are always so bloody tough. We've got Calgary Queen, J Mac aboard for Brad Whitup. Uh, that's five bucks in from six. Good money for Cuban Royale. Uh, Brock Ryan again claiming two for Robert and Luke Price. Eleven into six. Barossa Rossa seven fifty. Little drift. Ruby Tuesday. Dalalat. Badwa, love me tender. Um, Tom, good money for Roy, uh, Cuban Royale. Uh, it's, it is something we've sort of followed and had a bets on a few times, but um, what are you thinking? Yeah, I think it was Rose Hill who got the win too um, in that other midway or the other benchmark race. So, yeah, it was, yep. Yeah, and Brock and Robin and Luke have been doing really well. Saying that, I'm with Calgary Queen. I think it, it comes out of better form. And James McDonald, Brad Whitup, I think it's a, it's a good horse and suited to a race like this for sure. I think it'll um, put a lot of these sort of horses away. One that could knock them out. Been saying a long time. You watch it run a really good race. Dame Keery, $26. Um, I heard Duffus, uh, Ron Duffus is on the form line as well. He um, didn't mind the run of it last start, even though it came ninth. It was in the wrong part of the track and still stuck home a bit. So... Um, I can see Calgary Queen winning easily, but have something each way, Dan Keery. Coey? Calgary Queen's last start. I, 
it he was on the worser part of the track, so I can definitely understand why the you know in the J Mac factor as well. I mean, that's a big tick, really, isn't it? Five bucks, you could definitely entertain that, and I have got nothing against it. I just think that um, Cuban Royal, I, I can see why the money has come for it. I I heard um was a, it was Luke Price on the radio this morning, and he said. That last start, definitely forgive. The wheels were spinning. The the conditions just didn't suit. Um, and I'm just going to take trust in it. It's got Rosial form under its belt. Um, the distance is a little bit of a query. I think it's literally capping out at 15, 1,500 metres. Sorry, not 1,500, uh, 1,300 metres. Um, it has won over a little bit further, but saying that I think just coming down the highway, uh, coming up the highway, he's a Kembla guy. So um, there's a little bit of a question mark on it, but I'll be clearly, I, I clearly see this as a two horse race. I'd be with the two favourites here. I just think that Brock Ryan, two kilo claim, if last start is a forgive, as the trainer suggests, and it has a little bit of rosy form, I'll take it on board and follow the money with Cuban Royal here. Cuban Royal, yeah, good money for it again. Um, race four is. Uh... The drink-wise, Colin Stephen quality. Drink-wise, no compromise. Um, Kerry McAvoy and Waller, 280 on taunt. A little bit of money, seven into six uh, with Gay Waterhouse. Criminal Code is there at six bucks. A little bit of a, uh, a bit of joy on fun fact, 12 into nine. And even Takamachi out there as well. But, um, Tommy, I think no compromise is a good bet here. Yeah, it's running the Newcastle Cup. Uh, coming in third was a bit of an eye-catcher. As you said, there's been... a a bit of money for it too um, from early markets. Um, yeah, you can see why. It was a great run in the um, Newcastle Cup. I, I, I wouldn't uh, judge you if you backed it, but one I don't mind is fun fact. I think it's, it's um, a run in the group one and ran pretty well. I think came sixth. Um, or maybe it was a group two. Oh, yeah, it was to think it over. So it's been... In a way for age group two, it ran pretty well. Uh, a bit disappointing last uh, behind she's ideal, but I, I still think it runs a really good race, one fact. Um, we get fitter on each run as well, and now it's fourth up. If we get to around the soft, um, if we're still in soft as well, I think it brings it more into it, but it, it's pretty good on a good track as well. I think fun fact's the bet, uh, but I couldn't judge you if you wanted to back no compromise. Coe, you'd be about fun fact too, I think. I think the price is wrong for fun fact, but I think no compromise just wins. Um, the Newcastle Cup run was a little bit sick to watch, actually. Um, I know a heap of people were actually on it. And if it didn't see so many backsides, I think it just genuinely wins that race. Um, yeah, 280. I don't really have too much of a case for everyone else. All right, interesting race is the Heritage Stakes in race five. It's over 1,100. Polelli is the favourite, but as soon as it uh, opened, it got it drifted. So it opened 240, it's out to 280. The thing that got smashed is Home Affairs, so Nash and Chris Waller. Uh, coming off a couple of trials, it opened six. It was smashed straight away into about $3.50. Um, King of Sparta's there, Sword of State, and Maltai, uh, they're all there as well. But the interesting one, Tommy, Home Affairs has been smashed off these two trials. Yeah, um, I sort of said to you boys that um, it, this could be a little test as well because Coolmore still haven't picked the Everest slot. And a Colt, a three-year-old Colt, coming out and putting them to bed uh, in a race like this could easily um, just be a little test for the Everest. So 
I'm on it for the Everest at 50s, so I'd love to see it have a good run. Um, I could definitely take 360. As you said, the trials have been really good. Uh, it looks, uh, I think Joycey actually said it's come back in beast mode in those trials, which I really love to hear. Uh, I, I can definitely see home, uh, home affairs winning a race like this. I think despite that gate 11 for King of Sparta, there's a lot of speed in this race. And I can see Huey just sitting back, watching them all go and setting it up for something like him, especially um, a couple of weeks off between runs. He did really well fresh um, a few weeks ago. So, yeah, I, I definitely can see him running running a good race, King of Sparta. And one, I sort of say it as well, coming off a decent trial, but another one at odds, Tri-State, strung two really good wins together. But again, it'll it'll be leading with a few of them here. So whether it can uh, hold on, Cully, Home Affairs. Yeah, I'm agreeing with Tommy here. Home Affairs, I just think heaps more upside than uh, literally majority of the field in my eyes. I just think that it was in you know it, it came out of Group One company last preparation. We ran in the slipper, came eighth. Um, it's yeah, I think it runs well fresh. It looks like it's come back really good. The the trials have been really good to watch. Um, Paulelli, I two eighty. I just don't know if I can entertain. I know it's going to be the fitter of the horses within this field. I, I assume that Paulelli will run a good race, but will it win? Uh, it definitely could. But saying that two eighty, I couldn't entertain. I'd rather take the three sixty with Home Affairs running fresh. At Rose Hill, where he won a silver slipper, I believe. Uh, so he knows the track. He likes the track. It'll, it, the biggest query of the race is the speed map and how everyone settles in the run. But if it does come out and, you know, you, you got the booking of Nash for a, a speed horse like this, a leader like this, I anticipate that he's going to be positive straight out of the barriers and sit within the first four, so to speak, and hopefully – get some cover maybe i mean i'm crossing my fingers and toes he gets this, a little bit of cover but even if he doesn't i think the class will prevail a little bit and i'll be on home affairs and all right shannon stakes is race number six and love tap is the fave here open 350 is now 310 second line of betting is imaging j mark and chris waller i've heard a couple of people already messaging me today that they reckon that's their best bet of the day but also people are talking about love tap being their best bet so discharge is already there as well on the drift chat brock ryan john thompson after a huge win uh i think it was last week or two weeks ago um, best of days, Arcademus, All Saints Eve, they're all there as well. But to me, Tom, it's a racing two at the top. Uh, yeah, there's some good horses behind it. I mean, Chat did well two weeks ago. It was a pretty good win against a decent field. Um, best of days, another one coming out of a group one. Um, all Saints Eve, Soldier of Love had a decent win a couple of goes. I, I wouldn't say it's all over, but you're yeah, a lot of people are with one of the two. Um, me, I'm probably got to be with Love Tap. It's um, it's win last night was really good, and I think it's going to keep going on from it. Uh, interesting to hear Wallace say through the week as well that he was very disappointed with imaging, and um, we could see the end if it um, doesn't improve. Maybe I'm getting confused with another runner, but he he did say something about it disappointing with Imogen, but you're right, coming out of that group one um, was looking looking pretty good, and from gap, from barrier one, 
could have all things going for it. Tough little race. I I think lightweight though. I got to be with luck. Kelly. Yeah, best bet of the day, love tap. I reckon. Um, only purely to do with the weight swing as well. I think uh, last start, love tap was carrying. How much was he carrying? He was carrying fifty nine. This week he'll be carrying fifty uh, fifty three. Six six kilo swing. TC booked. I don't see. I think the only thing that's going to really harass love tap in the lead might be discharged. But in terms of class, I think that will prevail in my eyes anyway. I just think it gets a soft lead from barrier four and never looks back. I think, yeah, imaging, I mean, it ran in group one company last start in the Maccabi Diva. It was parked right at the back, right at the back, and it ran on. It ran on and came six, I think. Uh, so I, I see merit in that. It's going to be fitted for the run. It's got J-Mac on board, but, yeah, love tap all the way for me. All right, love tap. First leg of the quaddy is Golden Pendant, and Entrevere is the uh, the fave, 240 into 230, this um, New Zealand one. it's It had a good win last start when it beat Fatus at Kembla. Um, Fatus is on the second line of betting at 8 to 6.50. Vangelic is there. A little bit of money for Nimali. So Nimali is um, going to be second up. Had a couple of wins last prep too, did really well. So that's 11 into 8. Forbidden love there in Ice Bath as well. But Tommy, what are you hearing about this New Zealand horse? It's a champ. It's definitely a champ. We saw what it did first up. And, um, yeah, it's pretty impressive. A couple of whispers about it. Um, maybe getting an Everest slot as well. And if it comes out and brains them, then you wouldn't be surprised. Um, 230, I, I think it will get a bit shorter as well. Um I think there'll be a bit of money for it. Uh, I think we might be getting a bit of rain on the day. It might be a bit bit terrible as well. That probably suits it rather than a horse like Fatuse that probably wants it a bit firmer. I think um, I think Fatuse was really good finishing behind it last start. It was coming. And uh, third up, it'll it'll improve, but so will Entrevier. I think I'd be maybe Quinella with the two, but probably Entrevier just wins, I think, uh, in this field. You with the New Zealander, Kowie? Kiwi is definitely the class and the X factor in this race. I think just the fact that it did what it did last start, huge. It was huge. And I can't imagine oh, – I mean, it's it's actually really decent company in this. I mean, there's already been a few scratchings, which is a shame, but they drew wide. So, I mean, I can understand. I think Entrevier, if it does run – 250 to three bucks. I mean, I'd be snapping up that money, but just a little bit of an each way. I'd probably have a little bit of Vangelic drawn one. It could get an easy lead. Uh, Nimalee will attempt to cross, I'm guessing, but yeah, I think Vangelic could get a run of the race. Uh, could easily even up the tempo, uh, leaving a lot of these backmarkers like Madame Rouge, Forbidden Love, Entrevier is another one um, that could get, you know, just held up. And it might be a sit and sprint. So I think the favourite wins, but Vangelic as an HY play. Interesting race is the Golden Rose. So main race of the day, Animo, two bucks. Did open a dollar ninety, so give or take whatever. Dollar ninety, two dollars. Next is Remark, then Artorius in the Congo, Jamea Startantes. So interesting, right? So if Animo comes out and flies, there's gonna be Everest Chalk. We've been talking about Remark. It might even be good to just go each way or even whack the place. Artorius you know, it came, it flew last start at Flemington. It flew last start at Caulfield, and 
no dice, two seconds. And Star Tonte is coming down from um, Queensland, nommed itself, and it's going to be interesting there. It's going to it's going for about its fourth win in a row if it gets the chocolates. But Tommy, talk to me. Animo, you with him? Well, um, it's so short, but you you sort of got to be with class. Um, and you got to say this is a class horse in this race. Um, James Cummings saying it's better uh, at this point than Bivouac was when Bivouac won a Golden Rose. And you got to listen to comments like that, and you can see why a lot of people have made it their best bets and think to win. A um, couple of things. Did you see there was a couple of people that had three and a half grand on Royal Zell at eighty to one. Which uh, yeah. prompted to go into forty to one. Uh, can you imagine the party if it, something like it gets up? That would be scenes. There's <laughs> um, a What about Giannis? It was amazing. Coast Watch we were all talking about a couple of weeks ago. Tiger and Malay is an out and out champ, as you said. Startantes comes through the run, and one one that I reckon could be a knockout if you did think that Animo wasn't ready to go is Jamea. I think its last start was um, fantastic and they've decided not to go to an easier race last week and tackle the boys and the Golden Rose and um, Brock Ryan, Robert and Luke Price, I, I think it's a massive knockout. 360 the place as well is probably a bet, but maybe stand Animo and it play around with the first fours, but yeah, Jamea would be my rough with this. Yeah. Animo just win, Coey? Correct, Dennis. Animo just wins. I think in terms of class, I mean, I think a lot of the horses have either been disappointing or, or overachieved in my eyes. I think I don't think the Ming dynasty was any form line. I think Giannis was really good in that race, but I just don't think a winner will come out of that race. Remark, I mean, oh, I, out of just my heart, I just have to have a little bit on it just to hopefully, if I jumped off, it'll probably win, but I just have to have a couple of quid on. I just think Animo is just the class animal in this field. Artorius came second against a field that's, I mean, I don't think it's, I mean, it is still decent company for its age group. I get that, but what do I take from it? I don't think that's the form line to represent this race. I think the fact that Animo, nothing changes. I think second up, fitter for the run, J-Mac on board. It's a set weights race. Tick, tick, tick. Yeah, two bucks. Yeah, two bucks. Just take it. I think you definitely have a standout of Animo and then the, you know, bunch of runners you think might run a hole. But yeah, I think Animo just wins. All right. The gloaming is race number nine. Equal favourites with head of state, six into 440. That's J Mac and Chris Waller. And Profondo is there as well. So Profondo is the really expensive force. Can't remember how much it cost. It was like 1.9 million or 2 million or something. Um, but it did come out and win uh, midweek was um, pretty impressive even though it drifted it was um, it was a good win uh, Arnaquare is there at 6 bucks Allegron um, I'd love this to do really well because I've backed it at 50s for the spring champion that's $7 um, and then you got something like Subterranean and a little bit of money for Fran- French Emperor but Tommy you with either of these um, what, do you, what do you think of Profondo how's it going to go again mate it was tough first up um, and we don't we don't know a lot and I don't like backing um there's horses out of maidens, but there's clearly a bit of class for this horse, and they're even talking cox plates already for it. So, um, look, you got to you got to listen to that sort of thing. But I, I'd probably go around it. I'd much rather be on head of state. 
Um, or Allegron, like you said. Um, I, I Yeah, I think I'd rather be on those two. The one, if it gets a run, I'd love to see Benno in there. I backed it at $15 when markets first opened. And um, I think <laughs> I've actually stepped on my toe a bit because I, saying I don't like him out of maidens and Benno's coming out of an hour race. But I think um, if he can start getting a few runs, it's going to be a champion. And I thought it, $15 was over the odds. But uh, in a race like this, I'm probably going to be with Head of State. Chloe? Fair enough, too. Um, it's, a, it's a really tricky race. This. I genuinely don't think that Profondo should be a 440 chance, uh, 440 yeah, as a price anyway. Like, I think... Yeah, it's got a lot of hype, and I think the the hype will wear off as we get closer to the race time, is my guess. I think it will drift. Um, I can't say it was too much of it. I mean, a lot of fresh horses here in terms of, you know, like they're all youngsters trying to stamp their foot into the big leagues, and you can essentially throw a dart at a lot of them, a lot of them. Um, one that's definitely overs in my eyes is something like Stray, uh, comes out of the same form lines as Profondo uh, and Giannis, as we mentioned in the uh, previous race. I think that's not a bad one. Stepping up in distance will be a big tick for it. I think 1,800 will definitely suit. I don't think it should be 50, uh, so, yeah, 51 bucks on the on the market, but saying that you've got Glenn Schofield and Barrier 15, so make what you wish of it. Uh, something that does interest me a little bit, which is double the price of the favourite, is French Emperor. It comes out of the same race as Profondo. It steps up in distance. Um, I just yeah, and TC on board. I think eight fifty. I could definitely take that. I, I'd imagine that the this whole market just drifts out a little bit for the favourites and comes in for the rest of the field. So I, I think it'd be wide open. It wouldn't surprise me at the start of the start of Saturday. It'd be like six bucks the field. Um, I think J Mac factors definitely brought in something like head of state. Uh, I think that's why it's equal favour right now. So watch the market moves and, you know, pick of the yards could be absolutely imperative for this race. But, yeah, I'll have a little specking on French Emperor. All right. Last of the day is a 1,400 benchmark 88 and Ellsberg is coming back um, after a couple of trials. It's $3.60. Kiku is there at four bucks. Then we're out to double figures, which is All Hallows E, Ventura Ocean, Bullfinch, Grande Remore. So that little bit of money. So... Bullfinch, Glenn Schofield, Chris Waller, 26 bucks into 11. So that's been smashed. And Grand Remore, a little bit of money for that as well. Grace and Harmony for Tim Clark and Waller, 26, half that's quoted into 13. So there's been some good money for the ones that are um, higher up. Yeah, um, I want to be with Kiku. Um, I was on it when it debuted and she just missed. Uh, she ran really well first up last prep as well. And went on to perform in some really good races, and I think um, I think she picks up where she left off and just keeps um, keeps the winning form going. I'm terrified at Ellsberg, though. Uh, I, the big thing is the gate, though. We played us down a few times before as well, but um, its first up record is pretty good, and it's Rose Hill. But I've got to be with Kiko, and something at odds as well is All Hallows Eve. Um, whether it's this run or a run in a couple of starts, time, it's going to be producing its best and. Uh, I think it's gonna it's gonna do a bit, but yeah, I'm I'm with Kiku. Kelly. Well, I didn't even do form for this race as soon as I saw the uh, the nomination, Tommy. So I'm gonna take your word on Kiku. 
I think it is an actual class horse, this thing. I think it has potential to go deep into the spring. I'd say the Waller Camp definitely thinking that way as well. Um, Ellsberg, I I just can't follow that horse. I just, I've had too many bad memories with it. Um, yeah, I just think that the wide barrier, and if, it'll try to cross from up front, but there'll be a little bit of speed underneath it. So I think it might get trapped wide. I just think that the fact that that's actually favourite troubles me a little bit, and I'd rather take the four bucks on Kiku. So go the Kiku camp. Kiku, it is. Um, all right, we'll uh, we'll work out a little uh, multi here. All right, uh, I will go first. I've gone four legs, very confident with four win bets. So Entrevere to win race seven at Rose Hill, Animo to win in race eight. Uh, I've gone no compromise in race four, the 2,400 meter race. And then I'm going to Sandown, which is a pretty shit ass meeting, but I think Essel Rocco will win the first, which is about 260. So you're getting a tick over 33 bucks for that. That's four wins. It'll be tough, but fingers crossed. Coe to you. So let me open the bet slip up. I've got, mine's not going to be that much. It's literally a 10 buck multi. Um, (laughs) No compromise, just wins. Animo just wins. And then uh, best bet for the old Queenslanders, race one at Toowoomba, fortified for the Waller camp, just wins. So 10.64 for the uh, three legs. Coey? I mean, sorry, Tom? Yep. Um, so I've gone Queensland as well. I've gone a bit later in gear, $2.50. Um, and then we go to Sandown for a couple. We've got to throw Zaki in. It's just a little... The uh, 1.28, just like a multiplier, really. Zach is going to win. Small um, field, though, Tommy. Scares me. It, I don't know why it scares me. No, nah, I'm just leading. Nothing's going to catch it. Uh, Elephant as well. I think Elephant was massive last start. I think he beats Cherry Tortoni in this race as well. Then we go to Sydney. My best in Sydney's kick you in the last. Um, chuck them all together. You're getting 33 to 1. Beautiful. All right, before we wrap up, we have a little bit of news. So Tom Sherry, so the apprentice in Sydney, he's um, been suspended for four months for a COVID breach. So there was chat during the week from, you know, racing circles of what was going on, but he has been stood down by um, stewards for four months for... He, he went for a test and then he... on last week on the 14th but then he also before he got his results back went to track work which is a big no-no obviously apprentices need to work as hard as they can to get rides in spring but that's a big no-no so pretty big news out Tommy massive news man like um you think of all the races he could have um really capitalized on this spring um there's news Ray Thomas broke as well that I think Jeff Penzer, Alicia Collett, and Coey's favourite Super Winona Boston are all going to be riding Epsom Day in the nice low weights. And we're running out of jockeys in the Sydney jockey room. There's, um, uh, I don't think they could have even filled the highway with 20 runners this week. Um, so it's a bad time to do this, and um, especially what happened in Melbourne. Like every all the eyes are on you. We're we're being allowed to keep going. So yeah, best behaviour. Bad time to slip up. Yeah, bad time to slip up. Hopefully, he's the only one. That's uh, that's for what, all I'm going to say. But um, all right, that's us boys. So that's racing. That's Sydney. We're going to release a um quick sport one as well, covering all the. There's a shitload going on this weekend, including Manly tomorrow night and Tommy Storm Friday or oh, Saturday afternoon. Thank you, boys.
Join us. Happy bunny.